Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day, where we are in the book of 1 Corinthians, and we're in chapter 2 discussing this idea of wisdom. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 says, Among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age. At the CrossFit gym where I work out, it's a rule that you put up your stuff, and you put it up in the right place in the right way. In other words, you just clean up your stuff. You don't leave it out thinking that someone else will put it up for you or that someone else might possibly use it so you have no need of putting it up. So every now and then, we will get a Facebook message from the CrossFit coach that a piece of equipment has been left out or of a water bottle that's been left by a station. And in the message, it'll say something like this, Cliff, you left your stuff out. You owe me 30 burpees. And before you can work out again at the CrossFit gym, you have to do those burpees. It's just a fun and playful way to have accountability. But there is something important for us to see. There is a tension in that relationship. There is a breaking of the relationship between the coach and the client. You don't get access to the gym until the payment of the burpees has been made. And you'll get the stank eye and you'll get poked at by other members in all fun, until you do the burpees, until atonement is made. But on an infinitely larger scale, when it comes to the creature's relationship with the Creator, it's not that we just accidentally left something out of place or that we were absent-minded and simply forgot to do something. It would be like taking a can of spray paint and writing obscene graffiti all over the CrossFit gym and taking out ads in the paper and posting on billboards to tell everyone how awful and dumb and narrow and unloving the CrossFit business is, all the while enjoying the benefits of the gym. God's disposition against our sin is described as wrath, fury, a fiery displeasure, and an enduring rage. He is not passive when it comes to man's sin. Consider Nahum chapter 1 verses 3 through 5 and take in the descriptions of God's stance against sin. It says that as terrifying as storms are, they simply mark off the pathway and the clouds are the dust of his feet. As deep and infinite as the sea looks, when we gaze out over it, God, in a simple rebuke, dries it up. So is his power towards the sinful. Mountains, which seem like pictures of strength and fortitude and are often used that way in Scripture, they shudder and melt before the power of God's hatred towards sin. The earth heaves before him. Who in this world and what system of thought or what philosophy of life could ever devise a scheme or a payment plan to appease the righteous and just? fair and true anger of God. God is not overly angry at our sin. God is not arbitrary or careless with his rage against our sin. His fury is not out of line. Neither is he cool or casual towards it. Our sin is our attempt to vandalize his glory and value and worth. Our sin calls the holy and faithful and true God a liar. And yet, in God's wisdom, he plans the cross of Christ. The only suitable payment, atonement, that allows God to be just in his punishment of sin and also the justifier of the wicked, the perfect atonement for the sinner. When you pray today, please remember Doug Lee and his family, our missionaries in the Philippines, 
And also remember, the Digo Life Word broadcast that's heard in Chidigo.